Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Wiggins America. Gone and close the curtains. Cause all we need is candles. Did you name this segment after Roy's middle name? Uh what's what's Roy's middle name this time? Serious questions. Oh, Roy's middle name changes every day. <laughs> well, I'll ask him, you want to go get some Taco Bell? He's like, that's my middle name. And does his middle name's Taco Bell sometimes, yeah. too? Yeah. Sometimes it is. Wow. One word. My parents were very uh, forward thinking. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Taco Bell probably existed when you were born, though. But it wasn't a big deal. Maybe they were hungry. Yeah. They could have gone Noggles or Del Taco, but they went Taco Bell. Or Rax. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was my. That's my middle name. <laughs> R R W and Rax. You don't even know what Rax is, Trisha. Stop. Sure don't. All right. Who's ready for serious questions? Raise your hand. That's everybody. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Shh. Make it sound like he's alone. No, no. That was everybody. It's the end of their mind. Nobody raised their hand. Uh, That (laughs) means that Roy is going first. Roy, go. Okay, here we go. Serious question. Uh, Echo Zealots set their sights on new key food source for 3.5 billion people. What? What's an Echo Zealot? I have no idea. But the gist of it is... <laughs> these are people, I, people passionate about the, the bouncing of sound? I no, think, no, no, no. probably these, the economy. Or not the economy. The, oh, the uh, Echo Zealot. Eco, econ- oh, uh, ecological. Know, ecological. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Echo. Echo. Okay. So it's, it's... it's They spend a lot of time in caves. It's the bug. <laughs> Let's eat bugs and fake meat people. Okay. So they're going after rice. Ooh, yeah. What? Yeah. I love so, rice. So they're saying that... Uh, and, and this is how... I'm just going to say it. How stupid they are. Trisha loves rice. We need to like throw... I love it so much. ...rice blood it's on my her. my favorite thing. As she's leaving so a restaurant. So their, their problem is not yeah. even with... <laughs> I the, love it when people throw rice at me. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is not even with the rice. It's with the what a lot of these countries do after they harvest, they burn the fields. Okay. Which seems weird to me because most of them are underwater, but that's what they do to, to clear it and restart. Um, so the burning of the rice fields apparently creates methane, 
which some nerd scientist somewhere said uh, is worse than CO2. And so rather than address the post-harvesting method of these rice farms, they're just going to say, we need to get rid of rice and eat bugs. And that's a super compassionate take since like a fourth or more of the earth basically subsists on rice. Correct. Especially the poorest nations on earth, Bangladesh, they took away rice. They're already starving. What are they going to do? Yeah. Oh, well. Let them have bugs. Bangladesh and me. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. There's no gluten in it. I've got a Bangladesh flag pin that I'm going to start wearing and see if I can get that trending. Put it on your uh, Facebook, too. Yeah. But uh, serious question. Serious question. What is with quinoa? Ooh. It's a great question. That is a good question. Mm -hmm. I think that you you should answer this first because you are a quinoa advocate. (sighs) I eat quinoa from bread company in that bowl and i like it they know what they're doing it's delicious i tried my own quinoa at home and it came out like hard and cold at the same time and it was like cooked but it wasn't cooked and i don't know how to cook quinoa it's a little bit of a surprise because i don't cook period and mm-hmm. i can cook quinoa no it's very difficult you can just get a box of it. It it, it got stuck <laughs> in my teeth. You don't have to like harvest it and it, make it, it yourself. Was, it was a box. <laughs> I've tried to cook it not once, not twice, but three times. Man. Fail every save, time. Save the rice, ditch the quinoa, because it's just not edible. We're yeah. big fans of jasmine rice. I don't know if you guys yes. do the jasmine oh, rice, yeah. but that's where it's at. Oh, yeah. No, I don't like jasmine rice that much. Long, too long and grainy. It, it's neither of those things. Jasmine rice. I it's thought it was the, the perfect white rice. It's Jasmine the sticky oh, white what you rice. Get at a Chinese restaurant. Yep. Oh well, then I it's love the Jasmine only rice. Only rice you should be changing my tune a bit yeah. here. Uh, what about quinoa for you? Um, I like quinoa. Hmm. I also love that on the box of quinoa. If you get the right boxes, it says ancient grain, because then I will walk around for the rest of the evening, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> going ancient grains. <laughs> And for some reason, my wife both hates that and thinks it's hilarious. And so I just keep doing this it. This actually happens at your house, Oh, yeah, and it? I'll, like, peek around a corner, like, <laughs> ancient grains. <laughs> I <laughs> hate it so much. <laughs> That's <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> like, why? I'll, like, knock on the door oh, if she's in the bathroom. Wife. And she'll be like, I'm in here, and I'll just whisper it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have nightmares about that. The older my kids get, the more they're either on board or they are weirded out. I don't know which because they just think like, what's happening? Because <laughs> I don't it's know what's terrible. happening. I don't know what to tell them. <laughs> okay, um, I'm crying. All right. Well, I'm going to go next. This one is uh, for everyone, really. But Roy, you're going to have a special place in your heart for this. Great. You'd stop drinking it if you knew what was in it. Dr. Pepper fans are shaken up over ingredients that make it taste like medicine. This is a weird story because this is something that has been percolating about Dr. Pepper for years, but it just popped up this week, so I thought I'd grab it. Okay. It says that Dr. Pepper was created and sparked the world's obsession with fizzy beverages. It actually predates Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up. I didn't know that. Yep. Uh, it was invented in 1885 by a drugstore pharmacist, which mm-hmm. may be why people associate it with medicine a little bit more than the others. Um, and early advertisements suggest that the drink had medical benefits, declaring it aided digestion and restored vim, vigor, and vitality. 
But the recipe of the 23 ingredients is a closely guarded secret. There have been plenty of rumors speculating on what it, what Dr. Pepper could contain, including prune juice. Have you ever heard that rumor? That Dr. No. Pepper was made from prune juice? I have not heard that rumor. So that is when they released the new labels that say Dr. Pepper and then 23 on it, because they're saying it's 23 ingredients, and subtly what they were saying in that ad is none of them are prune juice. They were trying to disassociate themselves from that idea. Does prune juice make it gross? It's a weird association. I, I mean, I kind of, I, I love Dr. Pepper. And when I heard that, I was like, ew, something about that is unappetizing to me. No? Not to for me. For you? Really? I, I mean, to me, prune juice sounds like it's good for you. I'm a juice. I'm, I'm I mean, a, it is good for you. I'm a juice for your health kind of fan. So having a little bit of juice in a thing with 23 flavors, that's got to be better than... I thought you were going to say cough syrup or no, but that's something terrible. What people in their minds associate Dr. Pepper with. And in fact, a weird fun fact not in that article, but a couple friends of mine who lived in Israel, they said that Dr. Pepper is not sold in Israel at all, and they missed it because they liked it from being here. But they said because it is so closely associated with cough medicine that Israelites don't want to drink it because they view it as too close to medicine. Because I guess they have some medicines that taste like Dr. Pepper there. I have never once associated Dr. Pepper with medicine. I can't believe you and I have not had these conversations before. With all the we time drink we've spent, a lot of Dr. Pepper. we we would we would take hours get together and drink Dr. Pepper. We would. Yes. We would that. have these long lunches, which we'll talk about later in the show. Um, when we were working together, where we would be doing quote unquote meetings, mm. <laughs> but really we were just eating and talking and drinking Dr. Pepper. And we talked about even in the basement of our office making a Dr. Pepper lounge. That's yes. how much we loved it. We and like putting the it on tap. Dr. Pepper red. Yes, we did. <laughs> we were thinking about putting logos up and having it on tap. Do you guys work for Dr. Pepper now? What's happening? Well, we were close. I'm trying to get an endorsement deal, but <laughs> yeah, me it too. Hasn't worked yet. <laughs> yeah, as, as soon as this show is carried in Waco. <laughs> we are in. Um, but serious question. Serious question. What the heck is Dr. Pepper? I figured you would know the answer to this question because you and I talk about it so much. Uh, Dr. Pepper is a delicious soft drink. Salt. It's true. Carbonated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, great. <laughs> I'm surprised that was a mystery. <laughs> Well, I, do you want do, us to guess the flavors? Go ahead. I Is mean, that the, whatever. I don't know. You guys are the Dr. Pepper experts. And cherry, probably. Closest I've come to figuring out what it is, because they, they closely guard the secret, is that Mr. Pib, or I should say Pib Extra, put on its cans right after Dr. Pepper did the 23 thing, because they were fighting the prune juice rumor, too. Mm -hmm. I'm amazed you guys didn't know this, what especially is, you. What is wrong with prune juice? It's a weird association with a soda, and <laughs> and people did not like it, and they both went after Clearly. it. That for a while, on a Pib can, it would say spiced cherry soda. Do you remember this? I don't remember that, but yeah, it's interesting. For, for about a year or so, spice cherry it would say soda. spice cherry. And maybe it still does, but I don't remember seeing it recently because I, I think they got rid of it. But that is, to me, the closest they've ever come to revealing the taste of Dr. Pepper, which has got to be different than a wild cherry Pepsi, but it's still cherry-based, I think. 
That's interesting because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of cherry coke. Let's you and I do a podcast on this. We like, should. Like You're not a fan hours. of cherry coke. Are you a fan of cherry Pepsi? No. Really? Like, Even at the like, movies? No, I don't like cherry flavoring mm. and stuff. So if if it was if it was noticeable enough in Dr Pepper, I think I'm not going to say it's not in there because I don't know. And I don't want to jeopardize my future endorsement deal. Mm. But um, I would be surprised if it was cherry. But the fact that Pib said it, and they're trying to be Dr. Pepper, mm-hmm. that makes me wonder. When I'm in a fancy restaurant, you know what I'm ordering every time? Kitty cocktail. Mm, I the love best. I love the cherry flavor. So good. In anything. Trisha, your turn. All right. Um <clears throat> Speaking of uh, vying for endorsement deals, 7-Eleven brings uh, back the Bring Your Own Cup Day. It's coming back this spring. So on April 29th, uh, 7-Eleven patrons can bring in a cup of any size and get a free a, a Slurpee for $2. So you bring in your own cup, you fill it up. They've introduced a new Slurpee flavor, Fanta Dragon Fruit Zero Sugar, whatever that means, and as well as their classic fa- flavors. My question for you guys: Are you familiar with this "Bring Your Own Cup to Seven Eleven" campaign? I think I've heard campaign? of it. I, we don't have a lot of Seven Elevens around me, so I don't, don't really go to them. But yeah, familiar. Okay. Have you ever participated? Serious question. No. So that's clear. But I will say that Moto Mart does a ninety-nine cent slushy that's probably similar to a Slurpee year-round. Year-round, but can you bring your own cup? I don't want to bring a cup. They have a cup for me that is included in the price for <laughs> 99 cents. My serious question is, would you ever bring a bucket to one of these things? Oh, that's it. Mm-hmm. Serious question. Ooh, man. So $2 could, all you can drink could Slurpee. Could you? Yes. They wouldn't stop you? I mean, they didn't say so. They should have put that in a disclaimer or something. I don't know if I would bring a bucket, but I get what you're saying. A giant <laughs> igloo cooler. Yep. Ooh, yeah. An igloo. Yep. Mm-hmm. Those ones you put Gatorade in yes. on the football field. And in fact, that seems like that would be the only way to do it. Because if you brought a bucket, the problem is if you've ever tried to drink a slushy beyond the first 15 minutes, it ain't working. Because it, it has to be the exact temperature of not quite frozen, not quite liquid. And if it's not that temperature, it's not a slushy. And it's no good. It's just like drinking syrup water. Or it's a solid. You can't drink it. So I'd, I'd be worried about what it would do to with bucket. So here, here's a, a brief little sideline that goes back to your question mm. with the cherry. One instance of me being a bad parent, I bought my daughter a slushy from some fast food place, cherry flavored something she wanted. Obviously, as kids do, she was sitting in a car seat in the back of the car. What do you do if you're a kid? And the car seat in the back of a car is you just pour stuff yep. all over everything. You spill that thing all over the back seat. So, so what you do? You're back there. You might as well. Yep. She spilled it on her leg, mm-hmm. and that whatever was in that cherry slushy stained her leg for about four months. We could not get that off of her skin. Seems like an FDA hazard. Yeah, which is why to this day I don't like cherry stuff. Wow. That's a great story to end on. Your cherry origin story. That is. That's it. Wow. Wow. Everybody knew your thoughts toward cherry, but nobody knew why until now. Now they know. Artificial cherry, because it's not all cherries. 
I just assumed cherry was artificial. <laughs> no. all, no. all cherries are artificial. <laughs> you see that tree right there, son? That's fake. <laughs> <laughs> Apple tree next to it, good. Cherry tree, not so much. That's right. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, I got a big guest. I don't want to say it now because I'm going to surprise Roy with it later. Uh, but a big guest from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Maybe you know who that is, Roy. Uh, is coming up later in the show. Stick around more with you the Hoobastank of Talk Radio, Wiggins, America. Get more at 971talk.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Wiggins, America. Gone and closed the curtains, cause all we need is candles. Did you name this segment after Roy's middle name? Uh, what's what's Roy's middle name this time? Serious questions. Oh, Roy's middle name changes every day. <laughs> Well, I'll ask him, you want to go get some Taco Bell? And he's like, that's my middle name. Aaron does his middle name's Taco Bell sometimes, <laughs> yeah. too? Yeah. Sometimes it is. Wow. My parents were very uh, forward thinking. Wow. Yeah. And <laughs> Taco Bell probably existed <laughs> when you were born, though. But it wasn't a big deal. Maybe they were hungry. Yeah. They could have gone Noggles or Del Taco, but they went Taco Bell. Or Racks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was my, that's my middle name. <laughs> RRW and Racks. You don't even know what Rax is, Trisha. Stop. Sure don't. All right. Who's ready for serious questions? Raise your hand. That's everybody. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, make it sound like he's alone. No, no. That was everybody. It's the end of their mind. Nobody raised their hand. Uh, that means that Roy is going first. Roy, <clears throat> go. Okay, here we go. Serious question. Uh, Echo Zealots set their sights on new key food source. For 3.5 billion people. what What's an echo zealot? I have no idea. But the gist of it is... <laughs> these are people, I, people passionate about the, the bouncing of sound? I no, th- no, no. No, probably these, the economy. Or not the economy. Oh, the, uh, eco-zealot. Eco, eco, uh, oh, uh, ecological. Know, ecological. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> echo. Echo. <laughs> okay. So it's, it's, it's... They spend a lot of time in caves. It's the bug... <laughs> 
let's eat bugs and fake meat people. Okay. So they're going after rice. Ooh, yeah. What? Yeah. I love so, rice. So they're saying that, uh, and and this is how, I'm just going to say it, how stupid they are. Trisha loves rice. We need to like throw I love it so much. rice blood it's on my her. my favorite thing. As she's leaving so a restaurant. So their problem is not yeah. even with <laughs> I the, love it when people throw rice at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is not even with the rice. It's with the, what a lot of these countries do after they harvest, they burn the fields. Okay. Which seems weird to me because most of them are underwater, but that's what they do to, to clear it and restart. Um, so the burning of the rice fields apparently creates methane, which some nerd scientist somewhere said uh, is worse than CO2. And so rather than address the post-harvesting method of these rice farms, they're just going to say, we need to get rid of rice and eat bugs. And that's a super compassionate take since like a fourth or more of the earth basically subsists on rice. Correct. Especially the poorest nations on earth, Bangladesh, they took away rice. They're already starving. What are they going to do? Yeah. Oh, well. Let them have bugs. Bangladesh (laughs) and me. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. There's no gluten in it. I've got a Bangladesh flag pin that I'm going to start wearing and see if I can get that trending. Put it on your uh, Facebook too. Yeah. But uh, serious question. Serious question. What is with quinoa? Ooh. it's a great question. That is a good question. Mm-hmm. I think that you you should answer this first because you are a quinoa advocate. I eat quinoa from Bread Company in that bowl, and I like it. They know what they're doing. It's delicious. I tried my own quinoa at home, and it came out like hard and cold at the same time and it was like cooked but it wasn't cooked and i don't know how to cook quinoa it's a little bit of surprise because i don't cook period and Mm -hmm. i can cook quinoa no it's very difficult you can just get a box of it 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 got stuck (laughs) in my teeth you don't have to like harvest it and make it it yourself it was a box (laughs) i've tried to cook it not once not twice but three times man fail every time save the rice ditch the quinoa because it's just not edible we're big fans of jasmine rice i don't know if you guys do the jasmine rice but that's where it's at oh yeah no i don't like jasmine rice that much long too long and grainy it's neither of those things jasmine rice it's the the... perfect white rice it's the sticky white rice chinese restaurant oh well then i love jasmine rice rice you should be changing my tune a bit here Uh, what about quinoa for you um i like quinoa Hmm. I also love that on the box of quinoa, if you get the right boxes, it says ancient grain, because then I will walk around for the rest of the evening (laughs) going, ancient grains. (laughs) And for some reason, my wife both hates that and thinks it's hilarious. And so I just keep doing it. This actually happens at your house, Oh, yeah. And I'll like peek around a corner, like (laughs) ancient grains. (laughs) (laughs) They're good. It's so creepy. Like, why? I'll like knock on the door if she's in the bathroom. And she'll be like, I'm in here. And I'll just whisper it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have nightmares about that. The older my kids get, the more they're either on board or they are weirded out. I don't know which because they just think, like, what's happening? (laughs) Because I don't know what's happening. I don't know what to tell them. Um, I'm crying. All right. Well, I'm going to go next. This one is uh, for everyone, really, but Roy, you're going to have a special place in your heart for this. Great. 
You'd stop drinking it if you knew what was in it. Dr. Pepper fans are shaken up over ingredients that make it taste like medicine. This is a weird story because this is something that has been percolating about Dr. Pepper for years, but it just popped up this week, so I thought I'd grab it. Okay. It says that Dr. Pepper was created and sparked the world's obsession with fizzy beverages. It actually predates Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up. I didn't know that. Yep. Uh, it was invented in 1885 by a drugstore pharmacist, which mm-hmm. may be why people associate it with medicine a little bit more than the others. Um, and early advertisements suggest that the drink had medical benefits, declaring it aided digestion and restored vim, vigor, and vitality. But the recipe of the 23 ingredients is a closely guarded secret. There have been plenty of rumors speculating on what it, what Dr. Pepper could contain, including prune juice. Have you ever heard that rumor? That Dr. No. Pepper was made from prune juice? <clears throat> I have not heard that rumor. So that is when they released the new labels that say Dr. Pepper and then 23 on it because they're saying it's 23 ingredients and subtly what they were saying in that ad is none of them are prune juice. They were trying to disassociate themselves from that idea. Does prune juice make it gross? It's a weird association. I I mean, I kind of, I, I love Dr. Pepper and when I heard that, I was like, ew, something about that is unappetizing to me. No? Not to for me. you, really. I, I mean, to me, prune juice sounds like it's good for you. I'm a juice. I'm. I'm I mean, it's good for you. I'm a juice for your health kind of fan. So having a little bit of juice in a thing with 23 flavors, that's got to be better than. I thought you were going to say cough syrup or no, but that's something terrible. What people in their minds associate Dr Pepper with. And in fact, a weird fun fact not in that article, but a couple friends of mine who lived in Israel. They said that Dr. Pepper is not sold in Israel at all, and they missed it because they liked it from being here. But they said because it is so closely associated with cough medicine that Israelites don't want to drink it because they view it as too close to medicine. Because mm-hmm. I guess they have some medicines that taste like Dr. Pepper there. I have never once associated Dr. Pepper with medicine. I can't believe you and I have not had these conversations before. With all the we time we've spent, a lot of Dr. Pepper. we we would we would take hours get together and drink Dr. Pepper. We would, yes. we would that. have these long lunches, which we'll talk about later in the show. Um, when we were working together, where we would be doing quote unquote meetings, mm. <laughs> but really we were just eating and talking and drinking Dr. Pepper, and we talked about even in the basement of our office making a Dr. Pepper lounge. That's yes. how much we loved it, we and like putting the it on tap. Dr. Pepper red, yes. We did. We were thinking about putting logos up and having it on tap. Do you guys work for Dr. Pepper now? What's happening? Well, we were close. I'm trying to get an endorsement deal, but <laughs> yeah, me it too. Hasn't worked yet. Yeah, as, as soon as this show is carried in Waco, we are in. Um, but serious question. Serious question. What the heck is Dr. Pepper? I figured you would know the answer to this question because you and I talk about it so much. Uh, Dr. Pepper is a delicious. Soft drink. Salt. That's true. Carbonated. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, great. I'm surprised that was a mystery. <laughs> well, I, do you want do, us to guess the flavors? Go ahead. I Is mean, that the, whatever. I don't know. You guys are the Dr. Pepper experts. And cherry, probably. Closest I've come to figuring out what it is, because they, they closely guard the secret, is that Mr. Pibb, or I should say Pibb Extra, 
put on its cans right after Dr. Pepper did the 23 thing because they were fighting the prune juice rumor too. Mm-hmm. I'm amazed you guys didn't know this. What is, especially you. What is wrong with prune juice? It's a weird association with a soda. And, okay. and people did not like it and they both went after Clearly. it. That for a while on a pib can, it would say spiced cherry soda. Do you remember this? I don't remember that, but yeah, that's interesting. For, for about a year or so, spice cherry it would say soda. spice cherry, and maybe it still does, but I don't remember seeing it recently, because I, I think they got rid of it. But that is, to me, the closest they've ever come to revealing the taste of Dr. Pepper, which has got to be different than a wild cherry Pepsi, but it's still cherry-based, I think. That's interesting, because mm-hmm. I don't... I don't... I'm not a fan of Cherry Coke. Let's you and I do a podcast on this. Like, like You're not a fan hours. of Cherry Coke. Are you a fan of Cherry Pepsi? No. I really? Don't like, Even I don't at the like, movies? No. I don't like cherry flavoring hmm. and stuff. So if, if, it was, if it was noticeable enough in Dr. Pepper, I think, I'm not going to say it's not in there because I don't know and I don't want to jeopardize my future endorsement deal. Hmm. But... Um, I would be surprised if it was cherry. But the fact that Pib said it, and they're trying to be Dr. Pepper, mm-hmm. that makes me wonder. When I'm in a fancy restaurant, you know what I'm ordering every time? Kitty cocktail. Mm, I the love, best. I love the cherry flavor. So good. In anything. Trisha, your turn. All right. Um, speaking of uh, vying for endorsement deals, 7-Eleven brings... Uh, back to bring your own cup day. It's coming back this spring. So on April 29th, uh, 7-Eleven patrons can bring in a cup of any size and get a free a, a Slurpee for $2. So you bring in your own cup, you fill it up. They've introduced a new Slurpee flavor, Fanta Dragon Fruit Zero Sugar, whatever that means, and as well as their classic fa- flavors. My question for you guys, are you familiar with this? Bring your own cup to Seven Eleven. I think I've heard campaign. of campaign. We don't have a lot of Seven Elevens around me, so I don't, don't really go to them. But yeah, familiar. Okay, have you ever participated? Serious question. No, so that's clear. But I will say that Moto Mart does a ninety-nine cent slushy that's probably similar to a Slurpee year round. Year round, but can you bring your own cup? I don't want to bring a cup. They have a cup for me that is included in the price for <laughs> 99 cents. My serious question is, would you ever bring a bucket to one of these things? Oh, that's it. Mm-hmm. Serious question. Ooh, man. So $2 could, all you can drink could Slurpee. Could you? Yes. They wouldn't stop you? I mean, they didn't say so. They should have put that in a disclaimer or something. I don't know if I would bring a bucket, but I get what you're saying. A giant <laughs> igloo cooler. Yep. Ooh, yeah. An igloo. Yep. Mm-hmm. Those ones you put Gatorade in yes. on the football field. And in fact, that seems like that would be the only way to do it. Because if you brought a bucket, the problem is if you've ever tried to drink a slushy beyond the first 15 minutes, it ain't working. Because it, it has to be the exact temperature of not quite frozen, not quite liquid. And if it's not that temperature, it's not a slushy. And it's no good. It's just like drinking syrup water. Or it's a solid. You can't drink it. So I'd, I'd be worried about what it would do to a bucket. So here, here's a, a brief little sideline that goes back to your question. Mm. With the cherry, one instance of me being a bad parent, I bought my daughter a slushie from 
some fast food place, cherry flavored something she wanted. Obviously, as kids do, she was sitting in a car seat in the back of the car. What do you do if you're a kid and the car seat in the back of a car is you just pour stuff yep. all over everything? You spill that thing all over the back seat. So what you do. You're back there. You might as well. Yep. She spilled it on her leg mm-hmm. and that whatever was in that cherry slushy stained her leg for about four months. We could not get that off of her skin. Seems like an FDA hazard. Yeah. Which is why to this day... I don't like cherry stuff. Wow. That's a great story to end on. <laughs> Your cherry origin story. That is. That's it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Everybody knew your thoughts toward cherry, but nobody knew why until now. Now they know. Art- artificial cherry, because it's not all cherries. I just assumed cherry was artificial. <laughs> <laughs> all, cher- all cherries are artificial. <laughs> you see that tree right there, son? That's fake. <laughs> Apple tree next to it, good. Cherry tree, not so much. <laughs> That's right. All right, we'll take a break. I uh, got a big guest. I don't want to say it now because I'm going to surprise Roy with it later. Uh, but a big guest from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Maybe you know who that is, Roy. Uh, is coming up later in the show. Stick around more with you. And fight the break out dawn. Come tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll be gone. The Hoobastank of Talk Radio. Wiggins America. I have had to back myself off of this issue a little bit because I am so mad. It is rare that I get so mad about something political that I almost can't do my job. This is one of those. I'm going to read this to you. I thought it was fake when I first saw it, but then we, we've we talked about it on Friday on the Annie Fry Show. We did. We talked with Stewie of Stewart's American Mortgage, and he said, yeah, this is real. Now Biden is putting in place through the Fed, so this doesn't have to go through Congress. This is something he can do unilaterally by just pushing the Federal Reserve. Yeah, you, you, want, you talk about deep state? You want to have any control over the way things are running? We got to eliminate the deep state. If you now have a low credit score, 620 or lower FICO score, you're going to have a 1.75% fee discount on your rate. If you have, conversely, a good credit score of above 680, or in this case, they're saying above 740, you're going to pay a fee. So if you have, I am about to cuss, if you have maintained good financial planning and history, if you have played by the rules, you are going to be penalized to pay for people who have done it poorly under freaking Joe Biden. He is going to ruin that this is no longer capitalism. This is now not subtle socialism. This is full-blown communism. This is what happens in communist countries. Do you realize that we are rewarding the worst behavior? I gotta stop. We take a break. You can call us Americans or Vespuccians. Doesn't matter here. Wiggins Vespuccia. Don't care what you say to me. I'm a bite your feelings out. 
Welcome back to the shoe. So Bernie Sanders wrote an op-ed, uh, well, probably about a week ago now, talking about the minimum wage and why the minimum wage needs to be, be higher. I want to pull this quote, though. This is from his Twitter, where he addresses one issue that I almost can't believe that he's addressing without talking about reasons. He just thinks, well, then raise it again. Okay, hang on. Here it is. Here it is. Bernie Sanders says, quote, the federal minimum wage has lost over 27% of its purchasing power since it was last raised 14 years ago. Too many Americans are trying to survive and raise families on $9, $10, or $12 an hour. It cannot be done. We must raise the minimum wage to $17 an hour, unquote. So, Let's start with just the first sentence there. The federal minimum wage has lost over 27% of its purchasing power since it was last raised 14 years ago. Why has that happened? Because you're printing too much money, because you're injecting too much money into the economy. Now, I'll have to agree that raising the federal minimum wage is not going to inject as much money as, say, printing six to eight trillion dollars within the span of two years would do and so he's saying we need to play catch up but he's not addressing the underlying problem that is really the bigger problem because if you didn't have inflation you wouldn't have to keep jacking up the minimum wage and if you didn't have to keep jacking up the minimum wage you wouldn't be affecting other people who have to buy those products i saw a sign the other day that they're trying to hire and actually i think i did a piece on this last week on the Annie Fry show uh, during my Wiggins America segment that McDonald's was trying to hire 14 and 15 year olds and actually advertising directly to 14 and 15 year olds at $15 an hour. And of course this was quote unquote controversial because well, kids shouldn't be working that early. Well, you know what? They don't have to, uh, if they choose to work that early, then great. I don't think most of them are in an economic situation where they would have to. God forbid they are. If they are, we got bigger problems than just McDonald's. But if you're paying 15-year-olds $15 an hour, man, they are banking. Can you imagine? I, I, I would be in a great place if I was making way above minimum wage when I was that age working. Because I did work, and I don't know if I worked a whole lot when I was 15, but definitely by the time I was 16 and could drive, I had a job. I was working at golf courses in this area. Um, his second, the second part of his phrase, though, there is, is too many Americans are trying to survive and raise families on $9, $10, or $12 an hour. It cannot be done. We must raise the, raise the minimum wage to $17 an hour. Now, first of all, I can't cite this statistics because I, I've seen them so often and for so many years that I just know that the, the fact that the people who are making minimum wage are typically not supporting families. They're supporting themselves. They're very young. A lot of t- a lot of cases, they're under 18 working jobs that make you extra money for the time that you need extra money and maybe even saving up if you want to. If you're living with your parents, you can do that. But raising it now is to $17 an hour. So it was 15. Now it's 17. What happens next? You get to 17, guess what's going to happen? Inflation is just going to keep going up. That's what's so amazing is that we're now into the third straight year of big inflation. It has begun to slow down, 
But when you're talking about historic highs, slowing down from 10 11% down to 5%, which is what it was last month, is, is steps in the right direction. But you don't want to have 5% inflation. Compare that to historically, you, you have about 2% to 3% year over year. And that's not what you really want either, but that's about what's normal. And that's why most companies give you a 2 to 3% standard of living raise every year. If you're doing a really good job, they might give you a little bit more than that. <laughs> that's a different issue I don't want to get into because I don't know where your company's at. I don't want to sing, bring up the grievances. I'm just telling you what's normal across industry. So when you start saying that it's at 5% as if it's a good thing, you're setting new standards that you don't want to have. And these issues are just not being addressed. The White House isn't addressing them at all. They're just letting the Fed try to address it through monetary policy that's going to put us put us into a full-blown recession. If we're not already there, we're headed there. Um, and the, re- the recession is caused by the Fed trying to slow infa- inflation. It's just terrible economics. And it all, you want to talk about trickle-down, this is all trickled down from big government saying, I'll be your daddy. I will take care of you for a few years and maybe even beyond. And that's one of the reasons why we can't get people to work at jobs because there, there's so many people addicted to the government now. Even though most of those programs that were COVID-specific have ended so many people have realized how big the government was that they might not have been taking advantage of all the government programs. Well, in COVID, they did, and they've stayed, and they're not looking for work. Those are big, big problems. Now, with that in the rearview mirror, let's talk about something that's a little less serious. The last. Where is everybody? The last. The last. It's not the end of the world. It's all the time I need and all the time I want. The last person on Earth. I miss the noise, you know? I thought I was going to be alone again. There's time now. Am I nihilistic because I love Last Man on Earth movies, Last Person on Earth? Uh, I don't know. I just love them. I love the idea. Maybe I'm hoping to be the last person on Earth so that I can just wander around an empty city and eat green beans and drive Ferraris It'd be fun for a while. I don't know what have to happen after the first few days, but those first few days, man, that would be super fun. Anyway, I love the topic, and that's why I keep a running total of my favorite Last Person on Earth movies. It used to be Last Man on Earth, but then I realized there are movies like Last Woman on Earth. They hit the criteria, too, so I'm like, well, it's got to be Last Person on Earth then. This one is just a three, so it's an average. It hits a three out of five stars as far as Last Person on Earth criteria goes. But as far as general entertainment, it's a four out of five because I thought it was pretty good. It's called We've Forgotten More Than We've Ever Knew. We've Forgotten More Than We Ever Knew. A man and a woman find a tower where there's nothing else anywhere. So this is post-apocalyptic, you think. I mean, they don't exactly explain the world. But the, these two, uh, this couple is just kind of walking around in what seems to be a wilderness. And the implication is that they weren't just hiking. The implication is that there's nothing left. Uh, Most of society has been decimated. Um, They look like they're doing okay, but they're just kind of hiking because that's what people do now. They hunt and forage, and they're doing okay. So they stumble upon this huge tower in the middle of nowhere, and it doesn't look like it belongs there. It doesn't look like things just grew around it. It never belonged there, so it's real weird. So they go inside because they're like, well, hey, um, maybe he's got food. You know, it's certainly it's shelter. 
So let's go in and see what's going on. The only thing they really find in there is a stiff living corpse man. And it's not just a dead body because they'll come back to it. It's, it's sitting in an empty swimming pool in the basement of this huge tower. They'll come back to it and it has moved. And so you're like, what, what is going on? And they're concerned about it, but they also want to find out why this is happening. It doesn't seem threatening, but as the movie goes on, it kind of twists. And I don't want to give away too much, but I will give away that this turns into more of a fantasy kind of allegory and not sci-fi or post-apocalyptic. And if you can live with that, it's really enjoyable. I don't love the ending because it gives... If it's all build, movies that build, 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 build the mystery are really fun while you're watching them. But then once it ends, you've got to have a payoff. And I feel like this one did a bit of a cop-out. Not a full cop-out, but a bit of a cop-out. And that's one of my huge pet peeves with really any movie. If you build, 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 even if your payoff isn't very good at the end, you got to have a payoff. And this one cheaped out on that. But... I do recommend The Journey, and you can decide for yourself whether you liked it. It's called We've Forgotten More Than We Ever Knew. We've Forgotten More Than We Ever Knew. It was made just a few years ago in 2017. So there you go. Let me know what you think of it at Radio Wiggins on Twitter. We'll be right back. Ryan Wiggins Award in 2019, 2020, and 2022. Wiggins America. Get more at 971talk.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.